Well, I don't know if it's just pent up from the last two and a bit years of uh, lockdowns and restrictions, or whether it is the typical kind of May, June, spring fever, but I've been noticing lately that love is in the air. Uh, I'm hearing of couples that are giving it a shot to be a couple and explore what it might look like to be in a dating relationship. I'm hearing of other proposal and uh, engagement stories. And a couple weeks ago, for the very first time since before the pandemic, uh, got to attend a wedding celebration. And it's just kind of cool to watch how these love relationships kind of blossom from this like exploratory dating phase to that committed, you know, engaged phase, all the way to the public collective celebration that is a wedding. It's, it's, it's pretty cool to see. And what we may not appreciate is that in our faith journey, in our love relationship with Jesus, uh, there's kind of a similar pattern where, you know, people go through kind of an exploratory phase, seeking out whether Jesus makes sense to them or, you know, whether we can buy into his claims actually being real for the light, for the world and for our lives that, you know, then kind of gets into a phase of commitment where we actually become or aspire to become followers of his and, uh, you know, as we've talked about before, apprentice under him, learning of him in order that we could live like him, that kind of culminates, if we understand this spiritually, it kind of culminates with this, this public collective celebration, not a wedding, but what we call baptism. And uh, for those who are newer to our church or haven't tracked with this series, we've been journeying through this last month, a series called At Our Best, which as we reopen and kind of relaunch or replant as a church, we want to kind of highlight those instances and those seasons where from an individual faith perspective and together as a church family, we are at our best. And one of those involves these highlight reel moments that much like a, a wedding day is a big day for a person and for a couple and for a family, this equivalent spiritual celebration called baptism represents some of those moments where we personally and as a church family are at our best that we want to reclaim and celebrate together. Now, for review, baptism does a, a few things. I would say particularly baptism uh, seeks to do three things in the life of a, a person. On the one hand, uh, baptism serves as a form of initiation. It's, it's actually kind of a rite of passage and serves as a form of initiation. Frankly, it was a form of initiation before Christian baptism was even sort of invented by Jesus. People were baptized into things or baptized for people to kind of be that rite of passage that initiated them. But then in Matthew 3, 3, it says this. It says, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John, meaning John the Baptist. And in that moment, Jesus initiated himself and identified through this step of baptism, he identified with the teaching of John, you know, predicting this promised Messiah that, that he ultimately was. And so since that point, uh, followers of Jesus in following his example have been baptized in his name, identifying with him as well in that form of initiation. 
On top of that, though, it also kind of serves to illustrate something. Baptism metaphorically represents what Jesus has done in a person's life. There's some imagery there. You look at 1 Peter chapter 3, it says that water symbolizes baptism that now saves you. Not through the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Notice how it says there that water just symbolizes. There's nothing magical about the waters of baptism. There's no secret sauce or anything, you know, kind of supernatural in that sense that happens in a baptism. But it's the significance of what it symbolizes supernaturally in the life of a person. And in the same way that water washes away things on the outside, you know, baptism symbolizes and the water of baptism symbolizes the washing away of our conscience, the washing away of our sin that Jesus has done through his death and resurrection. And then thirdly, I think baptism at some level serves as kind of a visible declaration of those realities. Baptism makes a public statement. You see in Romans 6, 4, the apostle Paul says, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. What Paul is saying is that for people who've been baptized, we've made a statement. We made a statement about what's happened in our lives, and we've made a statement about what our lives now can be about, the new life that we want to live and live together through Christ. That's really why it, from a spiritual perspective, baptism, similar to a wedding in a human relationship, why baptism is such a big deal because of the way that it serves to initiate and kind of metaphorically represent and ultimately publicly declare something that has been evolving and kind of happening from the inside out, from this exploratory phase to a, a commitment phase to ultimately leading to this public collective celebration. And I want you to just notice, if you haven't before, that from that perspective, that's why we baptize adults around here or baptize at least conscious young adults, people who can uh, kind of be at the place and stage in their life where they can make a conscious decision themselves. It's called believer's baptism. And I say that because some of us may be familiar with or come from a, a different faith tradition that baptizes infants. And I want to just kind of dial down the contentiousness or the, the division or controversy or even the pain associated with those different convictions. Uh, baptism in, in both those traditions from a New Testament, New Covenant, like a post-Jesus reality, uh, understand baptism as the New Covenant equivalent of what uh, Jewish circumcision was to the Old Testament, Old Covenant relationship between Israel and God. And in both cases, they recognized that, you know, because circumcision happened at birth, you know, baptism would happen at birth as well. The difference between infant baptism and, and believer's baptism is that infant baptism go, kind of goes parallel in the sense that circumcision happened at physical birth, so baptism ought to happen at physical birth to represent the new covenant uh, dynamic of that, where from a spiritual perspective, believer's baptism people understand that what baptism represents is spiritual, whereas what circumcision represented was more physical and biological in this family you were a part of. And so that happens not at physical birth, but at spiritual birth. 
It happens as the product of a conscious choice to become a follower of Jesus. So it represents something that a person has consciously chosen, not something that parents of someone have consciously chosen on their behalf. And so that's the only kind of nuance around here. We've said many times we want to be a community that practices love beyond belief, where we want to unify around the primacy of the person of Jesus and the primacy of his new commandment, new covenant law of love, and not divide over non-essential to following Jesus kind of issues. And this would be one of them. So if you come from an infant baptism tradition and you hold that conviction strongly, I want you to know you're not only welcome here, but want to invite you to participate with us, to serve with us, to lead together with us, and to join in with us without feeling like this is a place where everyone has to believe the same thing about everything all the time. You don't have to hold that conviction. I just want you to understand why we come from the tradition we do, and therefore, why baptism is such a big deal around here, because of what it celebrates in the conscious choice of people to represent what Jesus has done in their lives. And especially in this season we find ourselves in, reopening and replanting as a church, we want to leverage these moments to a greater degree. And now that, you know, the restrictions of COVID and the physical distancing and the masks have kind of subsided, at least for a season, we want to take advantage of the opportunity to engage in these kind of moments again, because these kinds of moments, historically as a community and just in Christendom in general, have been moments where we are at our best personally and together in the way that we can publicly and collectively celebrate these choices of exploring and committing to following Jesus. Knowing that, though, I can appreciate that for some of us considering taking this step, it's actually the publicity of it that sort of holds us back, you know, especially in a context like ours where we don't just baptize in public, but we actually kind of pre-record a person's story and then share that story on video across our locations and on our online service for our whole community to experience and enjoy together. There's a certain amount of terror and anxiety associated with that, and I would just want to say a couple things in response. First of all, that that's kind of the point of baptism, not that you'd be terrorized through it or terrified through it, but that it would be a public and collective celebration. And I hope that in the same way that walking down an aisle or giving a speech at a wedding can be stress-inducing, that the overall celebration would be worth kind of swallowing hard and dealing with some of that stress. Because I know that some of those things for some of us can be stressful. Especially, secondly, when you consider that it's done in community. There's a verse in the Bible that says that, you know, there is no fear in love because perfect love casts out all fear. And I would just hope that your love for our community and more importantly, our community's love for you can kind of you know, come over the top of whatever fear, anxiety you would hold that would kind of hold you back from taking that step of baptism in a public collective celebratory kind of a way. On top of that, I guess, as an additional objection, I know that there are some of us who, because of what baptism, or at least believer's baptism, seeks to represent in the start of a journey, almost like a wedding represents the start of a, of a family's life together, we might feel like because we didn't get baptized when we started to follow Jesus, and it's been years later, or maybe even decades later, that there's no point in it. 
And uh, because we're not representing the start of a journey that we shouldn't bother to do that. I hope for some of us, we can appreciate that because it represents the start of a journey, we don't have to have everything all figured out. We don't have to get to a certain place or arrive at a certain place in order to get baptized. And for those of us who've never been baptized, even though we followed Jesus for some time, consider Jesus' own example, who was like teaching in the temple when he was 12, but it wasn't until he was probably 30-ish when he was baptized by John. And, you know, there's no exact, perfect, or right time to be baptized, I would say any time is a good time to represent what Jesus has done in your life and to share your commitment to following Jesus together with your faith family in community. Any time is a good time. Don't let the mistiming of it or the sense of mistiming of it hold you back. Bottom line takeaway for today is simple. If you've never taken the step of baptism before, at least take the step today to look into exploring it for yourself. You know, if you want to talk to your small group leader about it or your location pastor, or if you're a younger person, talk to your parents or uh, maybe a youth small group leader or youth pastor, or if you've got no one that you can automatically talk to, just email us at baptism at southridgechurch.ca so that we as a community can start to walk with you and give you some resources to dig into understanding baptism from a biblical perspective a little bit more clearly so you can own the decision for yourself. Uh, Our baptism preparation process will help you prepare your story and help you record it in a really comfortable way and uh, ultimately walk you through the logistics of the big day so that you can do it from as relaxed and as comfortable and a celebratory place as possible. Because we would love for as many of us as possible who've never been baptized before, especially in this restarting season that we're in, to be able to take that step so that we can enjoy these best moments as a church family together. As we land the plane today, uh, we're going to celebrate not only the baptism stories that we got to experience earlier in this service, but one extra story in each of our locations. If you're taking this service in online, you'll get to experience the story of Brennan Stoddy, who was baptized last weekend in our Welland location, and then you'll get to see and kind of participate retroactively in his actual baptism, a baptism that he got to experience with his own dad. Talk about one of our best moments, you know, not only as a family, but as an extended church family. You'll get to enjoy that. And for those of us experiencing the service live and in person today, you're going to get to enjoy the story of the young woman who's getting baptized live in your location today, knowing that we've got three young women, all kind of participants and products of our Brave Girls ministry, who are getting baptized and allowing us to celebrate with them one in each of our locations. And so as you hear her story, uh, the young woman who's getting baptized in your location, consider your story as well. And whether your exploration and commitment to following Jesus could use that final stage of publicly, collectively representing and celebrating that together in baptism as an initiation, as a representation, and as a public declaration of what Jesus has done and who he is in your life. 
We're really excited to not only be baptizing today across all of our locations, but to celebrate more and more baptisms in the weeks to come. And we hope that if you've never done that, that you'd be part of that celebration as well. So that in this season of restarting and relaunching and replanting as a church, we can capture more and more of these moments where personally in our followership of Jesus and together as a faith family, we can soak in what it means to be at our very best. So let's check out this story now as we celebrate baptism together. 